this is where we're going to start. Um, there's all sorts of things that are happening in the world, and especially at this moment, as we are heading towards the, the end times. And it's only the people of God that read the word, that understand <coughs> the times that we are in now. And understanding that word will make us not to panic and not to wonder at what is happening. Because it's, we've all been told by the Lord that we expect this before his coming. So it is actually to empower us that when we see and encounter these things, that is the more reason that we need to be ready to prepare ourselves to make sure that when the Lord comes, we are ready to go home with him. Praise God. So it says the happiness of those who trust in God. We find this in Psalms uh, 34. I will read it for you. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him, and he delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, all ye saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Thank you, Jesus. This is what gives this happiness in us, what we just read there in Psalms uh, 34. That when we trust in the Lord God Almighty, we have nothing to be afraid of. We have nothing to fear. Because nothing is going to take us uh, unawares. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So uh, I have a message that I, I got and uh, I shared uh, part of it with a, with a family in Dublin. Because... Uh, Unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of time. It was in the New Year's Eve. So I just compressed it and made sure that I got to the core of the message so that uh, we get exactly what we need to get out of it, that we will benefit. So I believe I will say some of it here today as well because uh, <clears throat> I believe the, the Lord laid it in my heart uh, that this is where we, we sort of uh, miss it, not only as individuals, but as humankind. And it has been so even before. So it is found in this scripture. Um, you know, I know that uh, in the past 2023, we've all probably experienced terrible things, things that were not so comfortable, things that brought tears to us things that discouraged us, things that pushed us down, all sorts of storms that came against us. But I tell you, <clears throat> we have gone into a new phase, a new season. And this new season is all about being equipped by the Lord. As we get into the Word of God, He will give us the strength to go through things. And as we have crossed over into a new season, 
he is putting us in an even better place and even better position to understand what has happened behind us. And when we look back, we will look at these things and be mature in the spirit and understanding the word of God and being able to say these things, we will see them no more. The Lord said this to the children of Israel when they were crossing over. When they crossed the Red Sea, they turned around and they saw the Egyptians getting drowned and they said, these Egyptians that you see now, you will see them no more. So those were the troubles, the people that had afflicted the Israelites. But the guys had crossed over. They've understood that they've left a, a season. Just as we have in 2023, we have left a season and we've gone into the new season and we turn around now. Because now we have the revelation of God, the children of Israel, now the revelation of God with them, that Moses came and said, the Lord sent me to, to, to rescue you. So we have the same ourselves, that we understand now, as we go into 2024, that the Lord has been with us and he strengthened us. And as we cross over, we look back and we say, all those things that came against us, uh, we will see them no more. And we have to say this and stand in faith. So now, <clears throat> the word I, I have in my heart was that uh, uh, God is love himself. God himself is love. And uh, that is the source of life, the love itself. So uh, the Bible teaches us in John 3.16, so that we may understand this, that for God so loved the world, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life so this scripture i have read it since i was i was a new christian and over the years i've read it but uh, <clears throat> just like most of the scriptures here when i read it it was just like any other scripture just reading in the passing going through it and just going through <coughs> a reading but with the time, as I kept, the Lord kept putting, pulling me back onto it. And as I went back onto it, I started to get more revelation. It was getting deeper and deeper. And I really started to understand that love that this scripture is talking about. Uh, it is that very deep, deep, deep love of God for his people. He created them out of that love. And then he sat there and he fell. But because he loved them so much, he made a way for, to rescue them, to save us from the penalty of sin, which is death. So he gave his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who came and he died for us to save us, that we might be made the righteousness of God, that we might be called the children of God. And we are so grateful to our Lord Jesus Christ for giving his life for us, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And he came amongst us to save us. But we did not recognize him and neither, we did, neither did we accept him. And this, that time is still the same time as today. The same word is there. The same word from God is there. His love is still there. He still extends it to us. And even through the same, during that time they refused. And even now, some of us refuse, but God is a God of mercy and a God of love, and he will keep extending it. And he says, until to a certain point, 
He has told us, time is going to come. It is appointed for a man who wants to die and thereafter judgment. When I was coming yesterday through from Charleville in Newport, I think I was in Newport, we met a, a, a funeral procession. So we stood by on the side and uh, the hearse was coming and, and as it was coming, and then I looked at it and something said into my heart, this day comes to every man <coughs> to be in that state, every one of us. But what makes the difference, what makes the difference is how we have lived now, what we have done with our life, how have we responded to John 3.16, how have we how have we seen the love that has been extended by our maker is our creator and he's extending this love to show us how much he cares for us even if when we rebel against him I see on the internet sometimes they joke and they call him names and they laugh about it and that's God that created them they have no fear we just read there God has compassion for those that fear him but it's only a matter of time. But to see how this God, how good this God is, the same people that are saying these things, if they can turn around and repent, he says he will accept them. He will forgive them. And he will put those sins as far as east is from the west. And he says he will remember them no more. But it is this awakening that we need. So he says, the people in general, mankind does not understand this, this love that God has for us. Um, thank you, Jesus. It says in Romans 8.39, No height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Again, here Paul emphasizes there is nothing out of this world that can separate us from his love to help us to get strong. That when we go through things, we come to the realization that nothing else is going to be able to push us back. Nothing else is going to push us away from how much God loves us. Praise God. Now, looking at ourselves today, we do not quite understand the love God has for us. Even we as Christians, we battle sometimes. <coughs> and our minds are clouded with a lot of things, a lot of questions. Sometimes we stand there and we see things that are happening to us, things that are happening to our family, our loved ones, things that are happening to the world even, and we watch and we wonder, God, Jehovah, and we question and we question. But the main thing is to be able to understand, to embrace that uh, the love of God is in total. He says he, he knows the end from the beginning and he sees all these things. But he is holy and he knows exactly where things stand and he knows exactly how things are going to move and how they're going to be laid out and how they're going to end. Praise God. It says in Joshua 
chapter 1 and verse 8. Observe to do according to all that is written in it. He had started by saying, this book of the law, when Joshua was taking over from Moses, he was trying to give him and show him a path where his direction comes from, where his strength comes from. It came from God. So he told how for, for you to be able to survive and to win battles and to do all sort of things, you meditate on this word of the law. And when you meditate on it, that is where you get revelation, that is where you get strength, that is where you get direction. Everything comes from there because this word is God's word. So it is coming from him himself. So he has given us this word, the Bible, the word of God. So we need to understand and to meditate on the word. We read the scripture, we ask God, as I get into your word, Lord, help me. Open my eyes, give me revelation, help me to understand what you are saying to me. Because as you read it, you will understand that the word will change and will align with, the, with your season and show you what to do and how to get and how to go through it or how to stand until the storm comes past it. Praise the Lord. So again, trusting in the Lord wholeheartedly is absolutely essential. And obedience activates God's promises. And to depend on our own understanding is the disregard for his will. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Luke 11, 28, it said, but he said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Hearing the word of God and keeping it means putting it into practice. So we can't just read the word and close the Bible and put it down and then just walk and do something completely different. There's nothing that we have learned from there. But when we read it, we close it and we meditate on it. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Now give me revelation and show me how to live by this word that you have given me. And you will open for us and you will send help us, a fellow church member, or somebody else, and they will, they will speak things that will align with that word. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So I said, Lord, I am going to go to Kilani for work and everything else, but if you have anything for the people, I am willing to go. Praise the Lord. So yesterday, when I went into the parking lot there, in, uh, just outside the towers, uh, there was a lot of people going up and down, and I moved in with the van, and I'm trying to see where I can get parking. There's no parking. And there was an old lady, I think she's in her maybe 70s. I think so. Well, that's what I think. Maybe she's 60s, late 60s, I don't know. But what surprised me is a lot of people were walking past, but he left them, she left them all by themselves, and she walked and she waited until my van stopped. And then she came over, and then she said, I can't find my car. I can't. I said, excuse me? She said, I can't find my car. I said, you can't find your car? She said, yeah. I said, where did you leave it? She says, here, here in this parking lot. I said, good Lord. I said, so what, what make is it? Make? I don't know what make. I said, is it Fiat? Is it a, a Toyota? Fiat, Fiat, yes, yeah. I said, Fiat. I said, Fiat. It's a little car. She said, I said, all this information, how are we going to find this car? 
I looked at her and she really looked getting terrified. And I said, Lord, you need to help us here. You need to help us. And boom, out of her, all of a sudden, she forgot everything else. And I am still amazed this morning. And she remembered the number plate. And she gave us the number plate. She gave me the, I said, okay, let me park my van and I'll come and help you. So I went looking for the parking and parked my van and I came back looking for her. And I seen her walking around and walking around and talking to this young man. And I said, okay, we will help you. So I said, you go this, cover these two rows, I cover these two rows. So we go, we meet nothing. I said, maybe we need more information. I said, what color is it? She says, it's uh, golden, orange, golden. I said, all right. So we know what color of car we're looking for. And now we have a registration. We go back again. And we're looking, are you sure it was here? Yeah, it was here. I was in a hurry and I was rushing into a pharmacy and I just parked and I got out. I said, okay. I looked at this young man and we looked at each other. I went, I went to the pharmacy and I came out in a hurry, just parked. We haven't seen this thing in the year. Let's go closer there. And we went closer there and we found that car. And the car was parked also close to the pharmacy. But it wasn't golden brown. It wasn't orange or whatever. It was blue. <laughs> it was blue. So we were looking for something completely different. But what, what I, I loved about this, why I'm saying this today, is that, uh, uh, that the Lord made it to remember the number print. That registration number is what led us. Because even if it was blue, we just looked at the plates. And then we said, is this the one? And she looked, ah, oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. We said, thank you, Lord. So I said, would you help me move it and line, put it straight? So I said, okay. So I reversed and then I popped it straight. And I said, are you okay now? She says, I'm fine. I go home now. Let's go safely in Jesus' name. But when I was doing that, it reminded me when I said, I'll park my car and come back to you. It reminded me of the time when my wife was going on the downward spiral. It started with things like that, uh, forgetting and forget. She didn't go far away from the pharmacy, but she thought she was in the parking lot. So she actually walked past a car. But uh, so these are the things that come slowly, slowly, slowly. And without us realizing, uh, it gets into a place where probably it's not manageable or very hard to manage. So these are the things that we need to not neglect as we look after each other when we see something that is not normal, or not the person normally does. We must, sometimes people laugh, oh, you're getting old, oh, you're getting old, you're getting too forgetful and all that. And yet there is something that is creeping in. We need, sometimes we will be able to address it early enough, praise the Lord. So I just wanted to mention that, that this is what I just experienced and I thought to myself all the way to come and to, to be able to come and to meet and help this old lady was absolutely satisfying. Because I know that when you forget something, especially in old age, and the moment you can't settle it, you can't solve it, you start getting more, more anxiety, you start getting more worried and it gets worse then then you really get lights out. I suppose people are full of confusion, you know, sometimes like this, 
it's it you know life is stressful and, yeah. and it, it it might that not be that there's anything wrong with her yeah. it's just maybe there was other things on yeah. her mind and, yeah. and it caused her to just get anxious because I think right. that fear is an awful open I'll door for that's that coming, yeah. just because someone forgets something doesn't necessarily mean that you know that they have something wrong yeah. in their brain yeah but it's just that you know that they allow the fear to come in i think that's, that's right. important to that's say right. like that yeah you know because i like there's lots of young people I know that, that forget things and say, yeah. oh, I, I can't even remember what I did with this or whatever. But uh, I think the enemy just tries to torment us. To with torment fear us a lot and, and bring us right down. Yeah. 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 No, I'm not saying that she had this problem, but I'm just saying that it reminded me of how I had seen something like that happen before and how when you get into a state of fear yeah. and confusion, yeah. you, actually, you actually get really bogged down. And, and you, you don't know what to do. But we thank God because we meet them and like we were talking to her and we say, in Jesus' name. Yeah. That's a prayer. Amen. Yes. Get enlightenment and get strength again and go home and be safe. Praise Lord. Um, in John 3, 7. It says, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This word is for us again to be aware of John 3.16, that it was because of the love of God for us that he sent his son Jesus Christ. And having that love for us is a gift from God and accepting him, the gift is of eternal life, to spend eternity with Christ. <coughs> eternal life is not just length of life, but quality of life. And to know God as our Lord and Father and friend. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And Jesus himself also said in John 15 and verse 9, As the Father loved me, I have also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. See, a natural growth of that abiding relationship is prayer. The visible expression of that relationship is joy and love. When you have this relationship with God, <coughs> staying in his bosom and in prayer keeps you happy. Amen. Like we said in, in uh, Psalms 34, it gives you this joy and the peace on the inside of you. Even if it doesn't seem peaceful to other people that are next to you, you are at peace and you are joy because of what the Lord puts in our heart. Praise the Lord. In Psalms 3.18 says, The eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy. God sees everything there and at all times and discriminates between those who fear him and those who do not. <coughs> he is able to render aid to his people no matter the situation, God is able to render aid to us, no matter our situation. Praise the Lord. 
Jesus. In Hebrews 11 and verse 6, it tells us, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So here true faith actively seeks God and his will. So it is understanding that same word again. For us to be able to embrace that love that God has for us, is to be able to have faith in him. As we read the word and understand it, have faith that he is who he says he is, and he will do what he says he will do. And when we have that faith, that knowing that this is my God, and he will do this, and he will come in for me, he will fight my battles, as he says, and believing that, and just walking through that word, with the word on the inside of you, it gives you the strength to know and to understand his love for us, without any doubt, without any fear. Like our sister has said there, it is that fear that comes. That's why we have the scripture in Timothy that says, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but that of love, of power, and of a sound mind. That sound mind, that will never be clouded like that, but continually having the clarity and the clear vision of what God has for us. Praise the Lord. And to be able to help others and to be able to, to discern uh, how to reach out to other people as well. They might be in a, in, a, in, a, in a place, in a sad place. Like our sister said here, especially the young people, there's things that come against them. And they don't know what to do. And all that uh, embraces them is fear. And once they have that on the inside of them, and they don't know what to do, then... I was talking to somebody say, they, uh, last uh, two nights before and says there was suicide uh, in Claire Morris and there was suicide there. And all these things are coming through. Uh, what was just shared here is, uh, is a fear of what they experience, fear of what they're going through and not having a solution and not knowing Christ, neither understanding the love of God. Amen. So once we, we understand these, and we tell our people, our friend or somebody else, people will always come to you and say something that is coming against them. They say it in a hurriedly way that you can tell that they are now fearful. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. Like I was saying, there's a lady in South Africa who phoned last night, the son was attacked and she was sick, he's sick and everything else, and she phoned in the middle of the night. I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, she's crying. I said, of course you know what to do. I said, don't panic, don't panic, get your Bible, get your Bible. Then we went into the scriptures and we prayed. And I said, we committed every problem, we commit this situation into the hands of God. Don't, don't start jumping around, you're a child of God. The same thing with us, we are children of God. We don't have to, to be jumping around and start screaming and looking confused. We just go into the word of God and read it, worship and read it. Lord, this problem I commit into your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise Lord. Hallelujah. In 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, it says, There's no temptation that has overtaken you except such as is common to man. 
But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you, be, you are able, but with the temptation also, will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. So we cannot, God will not allow us to go through things that we will not be able to, to bear. Praise God. The enemy will tempt us in so many ways. Even Jesus was tempted. Thankfully, God does not allow his children to be tempted beyond the borders of their limitations. Unfortunately, people sometimes grow so embroiled into, by, enameled and covered by sin, they become blind to the escape route of what the Spirit supplies. When we get into these terrible situations, and that's why we say pray, because we are now going to God with this situation, and the Spirit of God will give us a way of escape. But what the problem is, we have been going so much deep into the, into the sin or the problem that when the Spirit comes to give us a way of escape, we don't even see it. Um, somebody could be so problem, so much in such a problem, and a, and a brother goes to them and offers to say, strengthening them and giving them scripture and say, let us pray. And they might say, I do, they don't want because they don't think it works. Because they don't see, they don't see the way that has been provided for them. They have come to help them to say, my brother, I see you in, in some state. This is the way with Christ. Let us stand by Christ and what he has given us in his way. But if there is so much deep, they will refuse and say, I do not believe it works. Or I, don't, I haven't seen anything working out of people praying or anything like that. It is us actually that refuse that revelation that we get. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> now, having had all these things and how much God loves us and uh, how we get there and uh, the temptation, the strength he gives us and the, the way out of it and everything else, you might ask, uh, how else can I be able to do this? Uh, also, Chambers wrote this statement, remember who's you, whose you are and whom you serve. Remember the God that you said. The children of Israel, they used to forget this. God used to visit them and show them. Before even they left Israel, first he showed that he sent Moses. And then he did all these miracles to show that it is God and nobody else can do this. And then he took them across. And as soon as they faced the problem, they started to doubt. The first, when they see these miracles, they jump, oh, the Lord is God, the Lord is God. And then once they see a bit of a delay in what they're looking for, or a bit of delay in the help, or, or anything like that, they started to doubt God, and then they leave him, and they started to seek help elsewhere. They started making all sorts of idols and worshipping them. And the same God that has just parted the Red Sea for them, and they shouted, the Lord is God, the Lord is God, he calls up Moses to give him the, the way he should lead them, and it delays to come back, and, and they started to think there is no God. And they start to make cows and everything, and then worshiping them. So the same thing in our lives today. We can be sometimes Christians, and we go through so much tough time, 
and we start to really think deep, is there really God? Yes, He is there. Yes, He is there, and He is for us, and He fights our battles. All we have to do is to wait. The Bible says, wait upon the Lord. Again, I say wait. So all we have to do is to wait. And the Lord is always there with us and answer. And it always comes in time. Right when we need it, He will be there for us. When it looks so late and, and, and very, very uh, uh, at a point of destruction, the Red Sea parted. When the Israelites thought they were getting pushed into the Red Sea, the Red Sea parted and they went across and he slowed down the enemy for them all to cross. And when they finished, he gave them speed again, but they couldn't catch up. That's the God that we said. He fights our battles. Jehovah Nis is his name. Praise the Lord. So, it says, remember who you are and whom you serve. As parents, I think when some of us that have uh, uh, grown up children, we, we, they leave home and they go to college and they go away from us. And before they go, we always tell them, remember, remember where you came from. Remember the family values. Because they're going there out, they're meeting all sorts of people, all sorts of uh, children from different backgrounds. But when they get there, when they see things and meet things, they will remember, my mom wouldn't love this. Daddy wouldn't approve of this. And therefore, that helps them to stay in line and look after themselves. Praise God. So when the road gets tough or the waves get strong, remembering where, whom we belong to and thus whom we serve can be a compass to keep us on the right track. The New Testament says something similar to God's children, us. We belong to Christ and serve Him as Lord. Therefore, we live in a, in a way that honors Him. Ephesians 4.1, Paul said, Walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Christ gave His life for us. Walking worthy of Him means living our life for Him every day. If you are Christ Jesus today, let every thought, word, deed, be worthy of Him. So this is how we manage to stay in, in the power of His love, that is, walking worthy of Christ. Praise the Lord. Walking worthy of Christ, in word, in thought, and in deed, in Jesus' name. Now you might ask, it is very hard to do. It is very, very difficult to stay in the word and and to make sure that I, 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 because God says, be holy as I am holy. Oh, brother, it is very, very difficult. I know it is. We cannot do it on our own strength. We can't wake up and say, I want to be holy. I don't want to sin. I don't want to be doing things like that. Because there's the enemy that tells us. But there is strength that we get from Christ. Hallelujah. I've watched some clips on the, on the, inter on the, on the television there of uh, uh, prison services, uh, ministers going to uh, minister in the prisons, and I've seen people getting saved there, uh, pre-residents that were incarcerated, finding Christ. Many found strength from the words of Apostle Paul, 
while also he was imprisoned. He was in a similar situation. But Paul, while he was imprisoned, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We heard that scripture being read out again before we started our service, just after the worship, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Philippians 4.13 Apostle Paul found contentment in every difficult situation because of the strength he gained through knowing Christ and trusting in his promises. So it is by us knowing this word and understanding the word and the promises and meditating on the word and be able to say when things come against you, you are able to remember this word will come back to your remembrance. And you say, I know what the word of God says. And you, then you start to stand and to pray according to the word because it is on the inside of you. When you meditate on the word, it stays inside. You will never forget it. It always comes out, and, and it comes out when, at the time when you mostly need it, in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Somebody will come again, will come to you and say they are going through this, you don't even have your Bible, but because you meditate on the Word, and it will come back, and the Holy Spirit will give you the scripture that suits that situation that you are encountering at that moment. Stand by this Word. Stand by this Word. And you declare it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Christ is very near to us. In every moment, giving us the ease strength. It doesn't matter where you are. In a literal prison, actually in prison. Or like, uh, like, Pastor, like uh, Apostle Paul. Or a prison of circumstances. Circumstances, they're like a prison. They give you an area, a boundary, that you cannot maneuver, you cannot do the things that you would love to do. It makes you stay in there. You're imprisoned. Um, thank you, Jesus. Yes, but like uh, 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 Apostle Paul uh, in, in prison or these circumstances which you want to be released and turn to Jesus Christ for strength and command contentment when we have all these things church uh, we don't turn to anybody yes we can say sister would you stand with me to pray would you be with me when I go through this and they'll say let's fast Let's do this together and whatever. But all the two of you or three of you, the whole church is doing is turning to Christ. That's where our help comes from. And that's where our strength comes from. Thank you, Jesus. So this is the word that I had today for us to understand the love of God. The love of God, when this love of God is received, and it comes right on the inside of you, right down into your veins, into the blood. And you have this revelation. You will never, never be the same. Like I said before, I had a problem myself with my own family. A sickness in the family for years. But I tell you what, I always tend to the Lord. I always tend to the Word. 
and it gave me strength. Because if I hadn't, um, I might have probably turned away from God. Because I would have asked a lot of questions that all of us ask when we don't understand the situation. We ask a lot of questions. And that's why a lot of people have backslidden. They've gone away from God because they think they didn't get what they thought they would from Him. But they didn't have patience. They didn't have the strength to wait. Wait upon the Lord. He is sovereign. He is almighty. He knows everything. All we need to do is to understand the situation and to understand Him as our God and the faith that we have in Jesus Christ. And in that alone, we have the ability and we get the strength that comes from Jesus that makes us to be able to stand no matter what. We're all going to go through these things, but we're all going to go through them. But he will give us the strength because he died and he rose again. And that resurrection power worketh in us as we accept him into our hearts to be our Lord and Savior. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. <coughs> Do you hear a knock, really? Not a knock. But it is this prompting that comes into our hearts when situations arise, when things happen. That is the knock. And then when you accept and you believe that, that's you opening the door. It says, if you, let, if you will let me in, I and my father will come in and we will make our place in your heart. Praise the Lord. So we should always be aware out there that God loves us and he loves everybody that is walking out there. It is not his will, he said, it is not my will that any of you should perish. So we need, as a church now, as we get into the word, the word is not only for us to, to get better and stronger in the spirit. Yes, it is. But it is also for us, because Christ said then, after he taught his disciples, now go. Amen. Where? Into the nations. And preach the word of God to those that haven't heard it. So we also hear, we don't have to be standing on a pulpit before a crowd, before people. Just one person. Just share the word of God with one person, one individual. If we can say to ourselves today, in this 2024, I want to share a word and lead somebody to Christ in this year. Even just one soul. The Bible says heaven celebrates just one person coming back to God. The whole heaven celebrates. That's how much God loves us. That's how much God values our turning back from our sinful nature to be with Christ who raises, raises us up to be God's children. Praise the Lord. So we have a mandate, ladies and gentlemen, that while we come here and gather, it is so well. We strengthen each other in the Word. We strengthen each other. I am not here just to, to give you an instruction. I am sharing the Word of God with all of us. That will help us to have an awakening and that will position us in the way that God has asked us. He has given us work to do. He says, the fields are white, but the laborers are few. So it is us who are the laborers. 
We can't just come out of here and we go and we hear people saying things and we see them saying things and we just look on the other side. I'll go into my house. I read my word and pray and thank you, Jesus. It says you can't hold good to do good when you know how to do good. You have to give it. It is a gift. God has given us his gift. We have been gifted to the salvation. We didn't work for it. We didn't deserve it of all things. We were such a, in a mess where Christ saved us. And now we're in a better place. Now we're preparing and getting ready for us, for the Lord to come and take us home. But we don't want others that we know to remain behind. We want to share the word of God. We don't want them to say they sat behind because they didn't know, and yet they met us. Brother, they're on the other side. Brother, I met you. You never told me. <coughs> That's why Christ said, now go and preach the word of God to all the creatures. That means to all of us. And raise each other up. Because the enemy puts people in a, a, a different uh, situation and it's all different with every individual. And it is this word that we will give them. You don't have to preach a lot. You don't have to con be convincing a lot. You don't have to, to, to say you know a lot about the scriptures. But when you know that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but have everlasting life, you have the gospel. You have it. And when you tell these people and they understand that God loves them and they give their life to Christ, you have done an incredible thing. Amen. It doesn't mean when you have preached, you have made uh, thousands or millions of people give their life to Christ. Even one man, one woman is, is more than enough because that, makes, that brings joy to heaven. Praise the Lord. So never say, I don't think I am able. You are more than able. You are more than able. Amen. But as the gospel is the good news, we stand and we preach of all sorts of things and all those things. It is well, yes, from the pulpits. It is very good. But the most important <coughs> thing that needs to be taught into the body of Christ is the love of God. The love of God. Because the core of the love, that core, of his love. That is the gospel. Because for Christ to come and to die for us, it was because of the love. So that's what we need to understand. That's where it started with this love. That because when I started, I said, God is love himself. So that was the source. So that is the source that the love of God was extended to us when we didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve it at all. But he extended and reached down to us and he saved us. And can you imagine him coming down himself to show us, to help us? Because they were priests then in the synagogues. They were teaching uh, the texts, Isaiah, Jeremiah, all sorts of things. But they did not quite understand. And what didn't they understand was the love of God. 
And that's why Christ came. And that's why Christ was always trying to bring them into a line that you, you, you are teachers of the word and you don't quite understand. What is it that they didn't understand? They didn't quite understand the love that God has for his children. They were preaching legalities. You can't do this. You're not worthy to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do that. That's why the people found it so difficult. But all God, all Jesus came and said, my father has sent me to you. And the love that my father has for me, the same love I have for you. So he also commanded us. Now you go and love one another as I have loved you. So that means the love that he got from the Father, very powerful, to the Son, and the Son has passed it on to us. And we have this love when we embrace it on the inside, right on the core and understand how much God loves us. We won't be in all these things that we, we encounter in this world. Because that love on its own is just glorious, it's just peace. So this is the main thing that I, I brought to you today, guys, that to understand and to embrace this love. That is the main thing, that is our starting point. Once we understand that right on the inside, in the core, doesn't matter what we go through, but to understand right on the inside that God loves me, even if we encounter all these problems, he has given us a way out in his word. It might not come out the way we really want to, but he knows the best. He knows how to get us in there. When Job went through all these problems that he had with sickness and everything and losing everything else, he asked God a lot of questions, a lot of questions that probably you and I would have also asked if we were in that situation and we zeroed down. But there's this passage there that I read that God asked him, if you're going to be able to ask me this, where were you when I, when I created the heavens and the earth? So that means he was saying to God, to Job, that I know everything. You don't. Well, Job didn't even know that the devil had said, you protect Job and give me time and I'm going to do this. And he said, I give you, you go and do, but don't destroy him. Job didn't know that. But Job knew, uh, God knew, and he knew how he was going to get it all out and how he was going to reshape it to show that he loves his people, to show that he is a God that uh, brings restoration. In our own situations now today, when, as we are here today, I believe the Lord in this 2024 also, as he is a God that brings restoration, he is going to restore us as a family, us as a church, and us as a Kilani town, us as a Kilani Kerry kingdom, us as the counties of Ireland, us as a, a, a island. Amen. I was reading the other day, uh, it was coming on, uh, on a thing, that uh, the, the gospel came from Europe and, uh, and went to Africa and everything else. And they were saying that now in Europe, the churches are being turned and sold and being used for nightclubs and, and dancing on, and, all, and all sorts of things. A place where they used to be washing. Yeah. Why? Because people have fallen away. Yeah. They've turned away from the ways of God. 
But we shouldn't be surprised and say, what has happened to the world? We should be going for the world and bringing them back into the light. Because the Bible tells us, the same Bible that we meditate on, that in the last days there shall be a great falling away. Great falling away. All those beautiful buildings that they used to worship in, now they've put bars and they put this and they put, and they do all sorts of uh, uh, things in the house that was meant for God. Because we have failed to embrace, we've gone to a point that we think we can do, go through this on our own. We, we, we can do it on our, on our own. I don't even <coughs> care what is going to happen to me. Really, you don't care. I think you do. Because if you get, when that time comes, then you will know that you really did care. Because it's not going to be a good place. It's not going to be a good, because Jesus said there shall be uh, uh, yelling and weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's not a good place. I have relatives myself that uh, uh, before I was really very uh, uh, strong in, in, in the spiritual things that um, I used to see them doing sort of things and, and uh, I, I, I heard the word of God but I didn't share with them because I looked at their lifestyle and I said well I don't think they like the things of God that's what they like and I left them like that. Unfortunately, some of them have passed and gone in that situation. And I look sometimes and I said, probably if I'd opened my mouth and said, Jesus loves you if you give your life to Christ. They could have, but I didn't. But I don't know where they are now. Only God knows. But some of the lives they, they led, I know, were terrible that were contrary to the word of God. So, God loves us and he wants us to keep each other. Pray one, ye pray one for another. We are not always strong every day. Before, before the new year, when I started to prepare the message for crossing over, two days, I couldn't put anything together by I open the Bible and my mind goes blank and I read this and, and I can't put anything. Do you know what I did? I phoned uh, uh, Sister Ellen. I said, I need help here. There's a bit of a problem. What's the problem, brother? I said, this. I'm trying to get what the Lord has and I just can't concentrate. She said, I will pray, we'll pray. You pray and I'll be praying here. Amen. And the following day, um, I just went and I opened and I said, Lord, I, I, time is, we're getting close now, I need, what, what do I have? And I went into the Word and I opened the Word like that and everything just started, boom. Prayer. We stand one for another. Jesus said, pray ye one for another and pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. When you're in a place of prayer, you're under protection. You're in there under his wings, like it says in Psalms 91, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say of my Lord is my fortress, my shield, my God, in him I trust. Amen. We trust in God, no matter what happens to us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Have a good time? Have a good time?
time is good, is it? So, <clears throat> I am so happy that I managed to come today to Kilani and to share this word that we get to understand as God's children, as God's people, because it is the lack of this knowledge and understanding that has driven humankind into where we are. We get into rebellion against God and we fight him and we resist him and we speak against him and we ask him question. We question his sovereignty. But when we understand the love that he has for us, we will be able to give the world the answers they need because we have that love on the inside. Christ came and said, the, the love that my Father has given, I give unto you. And when he gave it, he was showing them and telling them that the Father that has sent him, it was because he loved them. That is why. And he always gave people the truth. And they got hurt, they got angry, and they walked away from him. There is a passage that tells us when Christ gave them a, a, a word, a sermon, and they walked away. They were angry because the truth digs into you, exposes you, and makes you to want to shy away. But Jesus then asked his own disciples, are you also then going to leave? And they said, Lord, how can we leave? Because we know that you are the son of God sent from above. How do they know? Because they lived with him. They seen his love and they received that love right on the inside of them. That's why these guys took a position that they took, all of them. They all died. They did not die a good death. Getting beheaded, getting crucified upside down, getting all sorts of things. And they were prepared for that because they understand that the one that God sent had that love for them. And they wanted to make sure that that love is shared to somebody else before they go. The same thing we want to do is to make sure that we extend this love that God has given into each one of our hearts to somebody else before we go. We don't want them to hear it from somebody else and say, I lived with my aunt, I lived with my uncle, I lived with my soul. I never heard this. We are there to say it, and it is to them to accept or to reject. If they hear it, and then they reject, that is okay. There's nothing you can do. All we do is give the word, plant the seed. You can't tell anybody to love God. You can't tell anybody to love Jesus. You just give what his word says. And the Holy Spirit then brings the conviction and shows them their position, shows them where they are. And when they accept them, then they give their life to Christ. And they're in a different position. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. I'm so happy when I come to Kilan. Uh, something goes into my bones, and uh, I believe that it doesn't matter the numbers. Uh, Jesus started with 12 disciples, and now there's billions and billions of Christians. 
and Kilani, uh, you might think that, oh, there's a few of us, the others don't want to come to church. Like I said, you can't force anybody to love God. They just have to hear the word and the Holy Spirit gives the conviction. But I believe that you are in a place of a spiritual training, empowerment, because of what God is going to do. Because when he brings people, you'll be ready for them. When the disciples were all finished with the Christ, they were able to go and, to, and start to teach what Christ taught them, which was the word of God that, that we have. And then after that, people started to believe. And the same for us. We hear, we encourage each other here week in, week out. We encourage each other week in, week out with the word of God. And we're getting empowered. We're getting empowered spiritually. The Bible says God takes us from glory to glory. And as we get up into the glory, into deeper revelation of his love for us, then we are able to speak according to his will, according to his plan for his people. Praise God. So this mandate is on us, on every one of us. Go and preach the gospel, the love of God. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. I love to sing a lot sometimes. Huh? Holy, holy are you, Lord God Almighty? Where is the Lamb? Where is the Sacrificing sheep no more. Christ said it is finished. So it is finished. So we thank him for that. We thank you, Jesus, for the cross. We thank you for dying for us, Lord. I pray, Lord, for this congregation. I pray for this people, Lord, in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we have heard your word, your love for us. So empower us, Lord. 
anoint our voice, anoint our tongue, release the word to the, to the people and let them know that you love them and let them feel that love that you have given us, Lord, through your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, that you will strengthen them in their spiritual journeys in this 2024, that they will be in a different place, in a place that you will lift them onto for the work of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Every one of us, Lord, we ask that you will give us boldness, you will give us courage not to fear the enemy, not to fear what is in this world, but to stand for the truth, which is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, that God loves us, that he sent him to die for us, that he is there for us, he is our strength. I thank you, Father, as we stand here to, to today, that the things that we've gone through in the 2023, that was a season. But Lord God, you have made us to cross over into a new season. Many were there in 2023. Many were there 2023, December 31. They are not there today, Lord. But we are here <coughs> because you have a plan and a purpose for us. And we humble ourselves today, Lord. And we lift up our hands and we say, Father, let your will be done. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Your will, Father. You. Not what we desire, but your will. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Let your light, O oh God, fill the hearts of your people. Let it push every darkness in their own lives and in the lives of their family. In the name of Jesus Christ. When light comes, the darkness has to move. It can comprehend the light. As they move out from this house, Lord, today, let your glory emanate through them and let your voice speak through them and let them not miss any person that you want them to share with the world and let those people not miss them. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. I thank you, Father. I thank you, my Lord and my God. You are God, our healer. For those that are not here, Lord, we pray for them that need healing. We pray, Father, because we know you are God, the God, our healer. You carry healing in your wings. You said in Psalms 103, I am the Lord that forgives all your sins. I am the Lord that heals all your diseases. All, Father, you heal. Not any special ones, but all. So, Father, we speak healing over your people that are not here, over the families that are represented here, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, my Father. Thank you, Jesus. We need direction from you, Lord. We need a strategy from you, God, for this season. And we ask. You said, ask and it shall be given. We are asking, God, that you will reveal the place that you want us to be spiritually and physically, Lord, we pray for this place. Kilani and carry at large, Lord, that your spirit will come and convince your people in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Touch their hearts, Lord. Draw them close to you, Lord, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your love for us, Father. In the name of Jesus. So as we leave this place to go back to our different places where we live, Lord, we pray for journey messages. We cover uh, vehicles with the blood of Jesus. We cover them with the blood of Jesus for protection. They will not encounter any problems. They will not encounter any accidents in Jesus' name. Yes. And Father, blessed be coming in and blessed be going out. Yes. Let your blessings go with them and keep them and protect them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you, sir.